1: Hey, guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about all kinds of different factors on chain analysis and technical analysis that's telling us that a bottom and a bounce for Bitcoin might be right around the bend. And we're going to be diving into not only the charts, but also some fundamentals and some on chain metrics trying to come to a conclusion on was the rally that we saw this morning over the last eight hours actually the beginning of something bigger? Are we about to see a big movement to the upside, or have we not yet found the exact bottom? We're going to be talking about all of that and more to, in today's video, guys. If you do enjoy, as always, make sure to smash that like button. We very much appreciate all of you tuning in every single morning here for Coffee and Crypto Live. I am joined, as always, by Mr. T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tim?
2: I'm doing good. And how about uh, that improvement from yesterday on Jeb's voice? I know. I sound way better. I think it's a, at least a 70% improvement. I know. I I've, still hear a, a slight tint. Eh, yeah, there's I a sound, little bit right there. I feel much better. Yeah. I feel much better. Well,
0: we're also joined, yeah. as always, by Smay. How you doing, Smay? I'm not doing great. I just before, just so you know, guys, before going live, Tim said something extremely hurtful. Okay. First, went for my, which is not going to be, repeat, be repeated. You know, Smay went for my throat. And it, it shouldn't so that. Do, it shouldn't, that stop, shouldn't that tell you how? Hurtful it was that I can't even say it on stream. Anyways. That's a good point. That is a good point That is a very good point. Anyways, I just want to say I want to take a moment to shout out some members I want to shout out the bluebird on your shoulder man. I I want to shout out self-defense. Why did he move? He scooted. He's like hiding. Scoot back dude Scoop back. Yeah, you can't say that. No, scoop back. <laughs> scoop back. Oh, come on. Oh my gosh. This is so trash. So that's T Shroom. Yeah, T Shroom's here with me. But, anyways, <laughs> I'd like to uh I'd like to he has a a table. shout out. I want to shout out the Bitcoinologist. He's a brand new member. That's a great oh, name. I love you. I love you. I'm gonna shout out Mike the Humble Swede and Christopher McFarlane. Thank you guys Let's so go. much. Shout out we to you, love guys. you guys. And also shout out to our new Jebai yeah, Well, He He just said that he had to renew.
2: Yeah, he was a member before. Sultan of Salt. Sultan of Welcome Salt. Welcome back, but he said There's a renewal problem, so. Well, welcome back, Mr. Sultan of Salt. We
1: very much appreciate all of you guys joining the channel. As always, it helps to support the operations around here because there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to bring you guys this show. And by the way, we are working on a lot of really cool stuff behind the scenes. Like, I cannot wait to show you guys some of this stuff. I am so pumped. We got a lot of stuff going on. Cannot wait. We're very, very excited. And by the way, guys, here's what we got coming up on the show. We're going to be doing a little pulse of the market here in just a second. We're going to look over the top 10, see what they're doing. Do a little bit of a snapshot on Bitcoin Ethereum, and then we're going to discuss where the market is going as we move into the rest of this show. Guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. Let's go ahead and start over on CoinMarketCap. As you can see over here on my screen, over the last 24 hours, we've actually seen quite a bit of green. We have seen 5.3% movement to the upside on Bitcoin over the last 24 hours. On top of that, we've seen Ethereum move to the upside 7.4%, and we've even seen Cardano move up... 11%, 11%, it's currently sitting at $1.45. I meant to buy some yesterday. I got busy. I'm thinking I'm going to buy some today. Tim, did you ever buy anything on the diff? Oh, yeah. What did you
2: buy? Well, I mean, I, I bought it some Cardano. You bought some Cardano? No, I didn't get it at the very bottom. I think I bought it like one, so I'm just now back in profit. I think I bought it on 140 something, and, nice. and right now Cardano's what at 144 uh, 145 yeah, so I have yeah. a little bit of profit on there. But yeah, that yeah, was my yeah, hey, hey, DIF also- buy. No, that was it. Just Cardano? Cardano?
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm probably going to buy some more Cardano, even though I, I kind of missed the I missed the bottom of it, but you know, that's okay. We don't want to get too, so caught up on that. Terra Luna's up 12%. I've been doing a lot of research on this project. Very, very excited for Terra. More than likely, we're going to be bringing you guys some more content on that in the future. Really interesting algorithmic stablecoin project over there. Very, very interested in Terra. Dogecoin's up 7% as well for all of you guys out there that love the Doge. Loopring's up 38%. Bitcoin SV is up 34%. It went from worth nothing to worth Nothing and as far as the biggest losers, there actually are only a couple of them and they're not down very far. The entire market has rebounded and that kind of leads me to the first point I want to make here and that is the entire market tends to move together. And that's a phenomenon that we have witnessed many, many times here on the Cryptocurrency, uh, here on the CryptoJeb YouTube channel, is that whenever Bitcoin bottoms out or tops out, has a major movement, a lot of times the market will move in tandem. And a lot of people always wonder, well, why does the market do that? I would say that the reason that that occurs is because the entire market is interconnected. And this is a concept that we're actually going to be making more content about in the future because I want to talk to you guys in the future about how the entire market through interoperability and through the connectedness of the internet and, and uh, Web 3.0 and blockchain, it, the entire market is a massive web that moves together. It's very difficult to move and to pull one lever without manipulating everything else in the market. And that kind of stickiness that holds up the entire market together is something that we have witnessed quite a bit. But, Tim, I want to ask you a question before we dive into our first little check in with chat here, because I want to just kind of interact with you guys a little bit as we get started here. What are you most excited for for the year of 2022? Are you looking for Ethereum 2.0? Are you looking for Bitcoin to hit 100K? Like, what are you looking forward to next year?
2: I, you know, I don't know if I have anything uh, specifically individually. I am excited about the fact that all of this that we've seen happen over the last couple of weeks with the price action of not just Bitcoin, but crypto as a whole. It's showing us that this bull run is actually going to be delayed and a little bit longer than what we thought. So I'm excited to see us continue to rally, continue to grow, continue to get more adoption happening in the market, more people from a retail standpoint, uh, retail investors getting into it, getting involved, falling in love with crypto, which I think even that will continue to elongate this current bull cycle. Um, And so I'm just excited about gains we will make and getting to watch the market grow with you guys. Yeah. Um, well
1: what, well, let me ask you about that, <clears throat> and then we'll read a couple a couple chats here as we get going. Yeah. What do you think that the, what do you think the last two weeks of price action does to the, the, the predictions that we had about you know $100,000 Bitcoin maybe by the end of the year, maybe mm-hmm. the top of the market coming in January, February, March. How much do you think we have it lengthened this cycle? And do you think that we're moving out of the period of you know, blow off top massive crashes like we saw in 2013 and 17? Are we moving into a new type of
2: market? the truth is, that was actually something I was thinking about the other day. I actually don't, I would be very surprised if the top of this next uh, bull bull cycle is going to be a blow off top. Because I do think it's going to be a very gradual, slow thing uh, because of all the adoption that happens uh, with everything uh, going on. So um, a lot to be seen. Again, I actually think it's a very bullish sign that we aren't going to be hitting 100K by the end of the year. It is something I thought. It's a, thing, it's a thing that a lot of people thought. Uh, but what you're going to see happen due to the fact that we didn't hit it on that schedule is that's where we really should be. But because we're below it, if you watch the market, every time that we're kind of below where we really should be, uh, if you follow that uh, S2F pool, if you follow the stock-to-flow ratio, you're, you're going to see it almost – catapult up above that line. So to me, what that says is, all right, you know what, let's hang below it, because I know we're going to get back up to it. I know we're going to go past it, and so how much past it can we go? Um, so I I, uh, I, am excited. I, I do think that uh, this market's going to look a little bit different though, than what we've seen in the past. Doesn't mean throw out all historical analysis, it doesn't mean just because we haven't seen something before uh, means it'll happen again, but it, it, it is something that's like, hey, there are going to be some new plays and some new market, new market trends to look for, to be able to read for the future. So pay close, pay close attention.
1: Love that, guys. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date on all of that as we move <laughs> forward here into the new year. But let's go ahead and start over with some Bitcoin technical analysis here. We talked about yesterday how Bitcoin had pulled back down to a convergent zone of support in between this downtrending level of resistance right here that then turned into support that gave us support right around forty eight thousand dollars. And then we also looked at this high, uh, this bottom over here. I guess we're still doing a little bit of an episode of coughing in crypto. I was having. I was I have to I have to clear my throat a little bit, too. We're getting there, though, guys. Somebody in chat earlier, forgive me, I didn't see the name, uh, said, I think I caught a cold from you guys because I was watching yesterday, probably. and they probably did. That's probably, probably how that works. Yeah. I, I
2: don't know. Is that is that, that is, It's like a yawn, you is, know, when you see someone yawn, it, you, you trigger yawns with your eyes. Is that what they mean when they say we're but making new viral sickness. content? Yeah, this new our, sickness.
1: Our, our, our channel went viral yesterday, is what we can find out. But nevertheless, there was an uptrend here on Bitcoin over the last several years, over the last year and a half, starting back in March of 2020. Whenever T-Shrim laughs off screen, I know that I made a good joke because he is the king of dad jokes. And if I make a good dad joke, I'll hear him snicker over there. And that's how I get my approval like that, guys. It's great. But we saw this. uh, He's snickering again, so it worked. I got him him going, guys. We got a live audience. No, but we had this long-term uptrending level of support right here ever since March of last year, dropping down all the way to $5,000, then back down here to about $10,000, then back over here to $30,000. And that's where we bottomed out over just the last couple of days. And as I said yesterday, I'm not convinced that the bottom is in yet because I want to see if the little bottoming pattern that we're playing out right now is similar to this pattern over here or this pattern over here. I don't know if Bitcoin is gonna bottom out and then just V bottom and and cause a giant rally or if Bitcoin's gonna do this movement. And to be honest with you, if this is number one and this is number two, I'm actually more inclined to believe that this number one scenario is what is more than likely to happen. And the reason I will say that is this, there has been quite a lot of FUD in the market over the last couple of months. And I don't think that that FUD is very justified. I think that Bitcoin is more solid right now than it ever has been. The network has grown much farther than it ever has. The altcoin space has has developed exorbitantly. The number of people that know the name Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is huge right now. The fundamentals are phenomenal, and if you've ever had to have a reason to buy in and invest into Bitcoin, you have the best reason today that you ever have in the history of this entire industry. So I don't think there's any reason that we should be scared of that. However, we can't deny the fact that people are. If we were to look at the fear and greed index, which I know go ahead and pull up here over on alternative.me. We talked about this yesterday. Yesterday, it dropped down to 16. Currently, it's sitting at 25. If you look over the last year, you can see that the fear and greed index sat down here between 10 and 20 for three months from May 25th all the way through July 25th. What happened during that period was Bitcoin saw that massive dump all the way down here and people weren't sure. Are we going into a bear market? Right now, that's a conversation. That's a topic. That's a point of discussion that is very common right now. A lot of people are asking the question, are we going into a bear market? Are we going into a bear market? Market? Are we going into a bear market? You know what's funny? Most of the time, you're not going to know if you're in a bear market until you're already a month or two into the bear market. So it's very difficult, if not completely impossible, to call a bear market with any certainty. Now, there are a lot of indications that we can look at to say, hey, a bull market's starting, but it's actually very hard to tell when a bear market is starting because you just don't know what the market sentiment really says. You can get a feel for it, but you just don't have that big of a solid idea. I don't think that we're anywhere near a bear market, but the fear of that bear market, right now is paralyzing the Bitcoin market. And we have got to keep that in mind when we're doing our analysis. But anyway, looking down here on the four-hourly chart, you can see that Bitcoin has bounced just a little bit. And the fact that 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 it has done that has given a lot of investors a little bit of confidence in the market that I think may be a little bit misplaced. And the reason that I say it may be a bit misplaced is because right now, what Bitcoin is doing on the four-hourly chart, and we're gonna zoom out, go through the daily chart, we're gonna look at market cipher, lux, algo, all of that here in a second. But the reason I say that the confidence in this short-term rally may be misplaced is because one, it is actually an ascending wedge. And as we know, ascending wedges break to the downside. If you need an example of that, just when in doubt, zoom out it all up. And you can see that there was a, an ascending wedge right here that we broke bearish out of, they typically do break to the downside. But two, on top of that, we're actually seeing that right now, Bitcoin has not even come close to recapturing the crap, the, the high that it had before this crash. Bitcoin had a massive dump on a $2 billion long squeeze that we talked about yesterday. Bitcoin did not manage to reconquer that level and push all the way back up to 57 k which means that the market sentiment right now defines the value of Bitcoin at $51,000. It means that we have not managed to recapture these levels that we were trading sideways at up here. And what that basically tells me is that all of this movement up here at Fifty-six dollars to $57,000 is now null and void, and it's now all turned into resistance. So am I confident that the bottom is in? I am absolutely not confident that the bottom is in. I don't know where it is, actually, but I am going to be keeping you guys up to date and bringing you as many technicals as I possibly can. What I can tell you is this. I think that the bottom for Bitcoin will be in within the next month, and I think that the bottom is somewhere between $38,000 and $50,000. We've already pushed down into that region, but I think that we're probably going to do the same thing. Until I see some more confidence out of the market, I am just simply not going to be able to be confident in the market because it hasn't given me a reason to be so. Does that make sense? Hopefully so. Let's go ahead and look at some of our technical indicators over here on the daily chart, though, because I think the bottom, like I said, is close. I just don't think it's in just yet. Now, one of the things I want to point out is that there is almost a three white soldiers pattern showing up here on the daily chart. I wouldn't call it quite a three white soldiers pattern. You know, these patterns um, are typically very symmetrical. So what you'll see is you'll see three white soldiers or um, the green candlesticks that are about the same size. They won't have a lower wick. And then those are typically, you know, continuation patterns or bullish reversal patterns. In this case, this isn't quite a three white soldiers pattern. But what it is, is it is a pattern that shows us several very long lower wicks. And those long lower wicks indicate that the bears tried to push us to the downside and the bulls rejected it. So the good news about that is that the bulls are the ones in charge right now even if they're only barely in charge right now. That's kind of the point I'm making to you guys. Yes, the Bitcoin bulls are in charge, but what we need to do as analysts is we need to analyze, yeah, but how strong are they? Is this a total victory? Are we about to push to 100K? No, that is not what the strength of the bulls and the bears are showing us. That's what we've been teaching in CT2A for almost four years now. Study the strength of the bulls and the bears. Who's stronger? Right now, the bears are stronger. Or excuse me, the bulls are stronger, but only barely. And we need to make sure that we have that information in our back pocket. With that said, let's also look at the Bollinger Band fans here got some interesting data. We pushed very deep outside of the Bollinger Bands over the last couple of days, and we have now bounced back up inside of them. But just keep in mind, guys, until we get back up above the center line here on Bollinger Bands, which is currently sitting around $54,500, we are still in a confirmed downtrend. And, you know, Bollinger Bands aren't the and the 20 simple moving average in the middle isn't the only way to determine if we're in an uptrend or a downtrend, but it is a big part of it. If we're sitting down below the Bollinger Band middle line, like we were here, then we're probably in a downtrend. If we're sitting above it, like we were over here, we're probably in an uptrend right now we are categorically in a downtrend so don't start betting too heavily on the bulls on the daily chart i'm talking about don't start betting too heavily on the bulls when the bulls are still the ones that need to prove themselves right now the bears are the ones that have proved themselves you want to make sure you're betting on the right horse and currently the right horse is just not the bulls just not yet i think they will come but it's not here yet anyway let's also look at vpvr there is an interesting level of support here that I want to bring to your attention. If you look here at uh, the uh, the daily chart over the last several months, over the last entire year, actually, you can see that there's a very strong zone of support sitting right here around forty eight thousand dollars. And I believe it was about two three weeks ago we talked about how fifty three thousand dollars was probably the bottom. But if it didn't go, if it didn't hold that, then forty eight thousand dollars is where Bitcoin would go to. The reason that we said that was because it was this level back over here. We touched it as resistance right here. We touched it as support right here. We had a lot of trading in it back over here. And we also saw that it was a VPVR maxima right there. So we had reason to believe that $48,000 would be a potential level of support that if Bitcoin needed to go to, it could use. I think that was pretty much the exact wording I used a couple weeks ago. I said, if Bitcoin does need to go that low, that's where it will find support. And that's what we're looking at right now. Very important that we understand where our support and resistance zones are quite simply. Why? So that we can know where our backup is. Like if we need to fall back? Where are we going to fall to? That's what we want to know. Now, taking a look here at MACD, MACD is giving us something interesting and that is the fact that over the last two days we've seen bullish rounding. We have seen the market start rounding to the upside and it looks like the bulls are trying to push this market back to the upside. It looks like they're trying to take that control back but of course we have not seen a bullish MACD cross just yet and the last time we saw a real bullish MACD cross to write home about was the 30th of September. So if we do see a bullish MACD cross, it's going to be a very bullish thing but we need to see it first. Of course we can't um, get too excited about a bullish MACD cross that hasn't happened yet but if we do see one, something I will encourage you on is that we're not seeing a bullish MACD cross up here at 2,000 points where we didn't have a big correction. We'd be seeing it down here at negative 2,000 points. It's not very often that you see a bullish MACD cross down at these levels. In fact, we've only seen a couple of them in history, and they all happened back in May and June and July of this year. If we do see a bullish MACD cross, and we will at some point down at these levels, then that is going to be a very strong buy signal. It's one of the reasons why I think the bottom is close, but again, I don't think it's in just yet. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, if we take a look here at the volume, that is going to lead us into the rest of our other technical analysis. You can see that there was a very large volume candle that came in here or volume bar that came in here on the 4th of December. And the volume has been elevated ever since. This is actually a very good sign in my opinion, and I want Tim's opinion on this here in a second as well. But in my opinion, I think this is a good thing because it shows that there's more volatility in the space and there's more interest in the space and that the retail is trying to uh, buy up the dip. But Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because I know you like doing volume analysis. What do you take of the higher volume over the last 10 days or so?
2: Well, I mean, really what it was is those two days we had a, a big oh, crash sorry. and it, it was the, you know, I don't want to say the word crash cause that site sphere, that big dip, that big retracement. What were the $2 billion worth of, uh, $2 billion long squeeze, yep. Yeah, they were, they were liquidated. That explains that volume. That's a lot of money leaving the market. That, that just shows again, I think we talked about yesterday, when, when a retail investor misses the boat, sorry, sad to be, uh, adios. When an, institution, <laughs> an institutional investor misses the boat, hey, you know, hey, bring that, bring that boat back. Yeah, let, let's find that good price. So, what I wanna see over the next couple of days is I wanna see the volume uh, actually start to get really low. If the volume stays high, no matter what the price does, I don't think that's necessarily a good sign. If the volume stays, goes high and the price shoots up, then great. That's that's good. That means people bought the dip. Uh, but if, the, if there's a lot of money going in and out, in and out, in and out, and the price doesn't move that much, I think that's communicating to the whales, hey, there's a lot of people left to shake out right here. Uh, let's stay down. And then Jeb could be absolutely right that we go and actually – uh, maybe go back down to that forty-two. Maybe go touch it again just to get the whales excited. This is this is an area where you can still use TA to read it. Although what, the reason why Jeff gave such a wide gap right there is because when the when the whales get to manipulating, uh, yeah. they can break some rules. They can break some things, but TA can still show us a range in which they can fluctuate uh, without just destroying everything. But I do I do think okay. So I want to. I think the possibility of Jeb saying the bottom is not yet in is absolutely real. I just do not agree with that being the premise. I actually think the bottom is in. Uh, okay. And I have a couple of reasons why I think so. Uh, one of them is I do think that we're actually currently in a descending wedge right now on Bitcoin. Uh, I do think that, as you know, he pointed out, the three, three white soldiers, I would love for them to be stronger. However, what I've seen the last two times we've had dips is I've seen a lot of little green, uh, except for you know this one right here. A lot of little green uh, candles at first, but overall a massive rise in price, and you see the Elliott wave start to form as well. And 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 I was playing with this a little bit this morning. On all of these, there's a case you can make that we have been playing the hump ever since July 21st. We've been playing out the Elliott Waves, the one, two, three, four, five, ABC correction, one, two, three, four, five, ABC correction, and we just finished an ABC correction. So in, in my mind, when you look at that descending wedge, you look at, we did have, we, this; these last three green days are playing out bullish RSI divergence. Uh, there is the fact that we are below right now what the stock to flow ratio is, and while that's okay, it is kind of this spring of like, man, we really should be going up higher. We read yesterday the fundamental news that a lot of miners are not getting rid of their Bitcoin. Miners yeah. are holding their Bitcoin right which now. Is,
1: which, by the way, guys, is absolutely massive.
2: Yeah, the, all of this is kind of converging to me. I, and it's not perfect yet. There's possibilities can still play out. But this is converging to me, I think, that the market is ready to resume. And this is just part of what the institutions were doing. If, if you, if you kind of zoom out... This is a, a larger scale manipulation of institutional investors who believe in Bitcoin, who want to make money. But this is the difference between them and, and the average retail investor. They are willing to wait years mm-hmm. to see their profits. Mm-hmm. Whereas I fear that a lot of retail investors want that profit right now or they're going to dip. Who's going to win that war? The patient one. Yep. If you can ride with the whales and stay patient with them. Then you will be successful. But if you if you're just I need immediate satisfaction right now, you're gonna miss out.
1: I saw somebody quote Warren Buffett yesterday and said Warren Buffett is uh, uh, his quote is ringing true right now. Warren Buffett once said. Um, that the the traditional markets are or financial markets are a tool for, for transferring wealth from the inpatient to the patient. And that is absolutely true right now. You got to be patient because these markets are going through correction. But quite frankly, Bitcoin's up a thousand percent in the last 12 months. And you're not going to find that anywhere else. It's not up a thousand percent, but it's up a lot. It's up a thousand percent in the last 18 months, though. It's insane how much money there is here, guys. And it's just t- going to take a little bit of patience. But one of the final things I want to mention to you here on Bitcoin is that even though, yes, we're seeing a correction. What is that correction? show. It shows that we're setting higher lows. And as Tim mm-hmm. was saying, that is a one, two, three, four, five movement to the upside on Elliott way with ABC corrections in here. And what we should be expecting is this wave five to move us all the way up to the upside and that that will be happening more than likely uh, probably starting sometime toward the end of December maybe early January we'll be seeing a big rally um, I don't think it's going to start just yet I'm not like I said I'm not convinced the bottom's in $42,000 very well may be um, but as far as candle bodies I don't know if this candle body bottom is in I should probably clarify that I don't think we're going back below $42,000 but as far as the candle bodies are concerned I can see the candle bodies you think going we could back close down to 40- I can
2: see it's 40.
1: closing but at like you know 45 44 somewhere around there maybe 46 But, you know, we're going to have to wait and see on that. I think uh, Tim's theory about how the volume really needs to get lower and a lot of those weak hands needs to get shaken out. I think that's absolutely true. And we've mm-hmm. seen that play out in history back over here in May. We saw a ton of volume and a lot of people thought, oh yeah, $30,000 is the bottom. Well, it actually was the bottom, but the candle bodies were nowhere near the bottom. The candle bodies were closing at 35, but the candle bodies would eventually close down at 29 and a half. And the reason that happened was because a lot of those weak hands were getting shaken yeah. out and people were trying to figure out, hey, is a bear market starting? No, but you know, a lot of people weren't sure about that. So it just takes a little bit of time for us to get more confidence.
2: It, it, even with that, it, it, just to help people understand what I'm trying to say, if there's a lot of volume with very little price action, what that is, means is there's a lot of buyers and a lot of sellers. There's a lot of action happening with no movement. The retail investors, sorry, institutional investors will just sit and hang tight. They'll just say, "All right, let's keep let's keep playing with this until we exhaust the kids." Pretty much. Yeah. When the price moves significantly but the volume is low, that means. All of the action is one-sided. So that's where they're going to make their move. So that's why I'm saying I want to see the volume slow down, meaning... The, the buyers and sellers the bears and the bulls they stop and they say you know what we're going to wait and see because when they stop and say wait and see that's when the institutional investors buy that's what makes the price go up because there's no one selling so they're just buying so therefore boom price goes up and they make their profits Boom sauce Well guys how many likes do we have on the channel or on the video Tim? What just 491 so 491 Come on guys We have 2,300
1: people watching so we Thank definitely get that up Thank you guys so
2: much up. for tuning
1: in We can definitely get that up Let's see if we can't get to a thousand <laughs> likes here in the next couple of minutes Helps to promote the video and the algorithm If you think that this video something that more people would find uh, entertainment out of and hopefully would find um, informational, then consider hitting that like button. It helps out the channel. Anyway, let's go ahead and continue on with our Bitcoin technical analysis here. And then in a little bit, we're going to jump into Ethereum. We're going to move through Market Cipher really quickly here on the two daily chart. Looks like things are starting to try and round out. We're seeing a bottom uh, probably coming in here on the two daily for um, for Cipher. But uh, we, are start, we are seeing some rounding, but it hasn't bottomed out just yet. So just be cautious of this. It looks like we might be seeing a bottom come in, but we haven't seen evidence of that just yet. Uh, we can also see uh, RSIs pushing to the upside a little bit. And the money flow is starting to um, is continuing to come down. But be watching out for some kind of rounding, like a bowl shape here on the money flow over on the two daily chart. That is going to be very, very important to be watching. Now, on the daily chart, there is actually some encouraging news. If you look down here on the bottom of Market Cipher, I haven't shown you guys this in a while because, well, it hasn't happened. In a while, there are these little green. Maybe they're yellow. I'm colorblind. Don't make fun of me, please. But uh, there are these little dots down here. You can. Don't worry. I, I I can take a good joke. Actually, you know what? I challenge you. Send some colorblind memes at me over on Twitter. Why y'all laughing at? <laughs> this is a flow
2: of that. Don't make fun of. me. You know what? Actually, yeah, do make. You know, actually. Tweet at me Yeah, tweet and at make me. fun of me. Please yeah. do make Just fun me. of me. Just that flow It your, was flow. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: that's how it goes. We got that flow. We love it. That was a rounded bottom. That of, was a rounded uh, bottom.
2: Of I wasn't sure.
1: I wasn't sure. Like, am I, am I sensitive about... No, no, no. Go ahead. Send me colorblind memes at me on Twitter at CryptoJab. Anyway, the green slash yellow dot, whatever it is over here, has shown up on the market cipher for the daily chart. Last time that happened was back over here at the bottom in July of 2021 and that led to a pretty major rally these bottom these dots are not a, they're not buy signals but they basically just tell you hey it looks like something's happening in the market be paying attention you could start to see a big movement to the upside now we're also looking at the RSI is pushing up and we're looking at VWAP just crossed above the zero level and we are currently seemingly seeing some rounding bottom action down here on the daily chart market cipher's money flow so be watching out for all of that. There are some good signs here that we could be seeing a, a buy setup here on daily chart market cipher. I don't think it's given us a buy setup just yet, but seeing how tomorrow goes, we very well be we very well could be seeing a buy setup coming out of daily chart market cipher. Now, with that said, I want to go ahead and move on down here to Lux Algo and show you guys some things on the 12-hourly chart. Down on the 12-hourly chart, we have some very interesting things that we need to look at. First and foremost, as you guys know, LuxAlgo has given us some very strong confirmed signals. You can see I've changed up the Lux Lux Oscillator a little bit. It's a little bit different here. I'll explain this in another video. This is the classic version. You can see that there was a red cross right over here on Lux Oscillator, followed by a red uh, strong sell signal and the trend catcher turning red. Basically, what that means is that we're in a confirmed downtrend. That's all it's telling us is telling us we're in a confirmed downtrend. Now, the good news is about the more recent market is that it looks like we're about to see some green come in here on the uh, 12-hourly Lux Oscillator Classic And we're jumping above the trend catcher right here on the 12-hour. If we see trend catcher turn green, and if we start to see the lux oscillator move to the upside, then all we need is a buy signal. And if that buy signal comes in, we could be seeing uh, a bottoming pattern here on the daily chart. This is on the 12-hourly chart. This is kind of what I'm getting at, guys. There are a lot of signals to say, hey, we're getting close to the bottom. Or excuse me, it looks like we might be about to see a buy signal, but we just haven't seen it just yet. We just need a little bit of time for the market to prove itself. And that's what we're looking for. Now, down here on the four-hourly chart, it's a different story. We've seen a buy signal. And we've seen the green oscillator, but we have not seen trend catcher turn green. If we do see trend catcher turn green, then that's going to give me an indication that we're going to see some movement to the upside. Probably not a bunch, probably only up to about fifty four and a half thousand dollars, which is on this downtrend. But be watching out for the four hourly chart, because there is reason to believe that we could see some bullishness come in there relatively soon. Now, we're going to move on here and spend about five minutes on Ethereum. Because I know you guys are very excited about Ethereum. Ethereum has been going under a pretty good rally over the last little while. And the first thing I want to point out here, (coughs) excuse me, the first thing I want to point out here on Ethereum is that, funnily enough, this market right here actually looks very similar to another market I've seen before. And it's not even a crypto market. It's actually the S&P 500 going back to the 2000s. If you look on the S&P 500 going back to the 2000s, you saw a mar- or the 90s and the 2000s, you saw a market, actually, I take that back. It's not the SPI, it's the DJI. Let me jo- jump over to the DJI. You can see that the market back here in 98, 99, and 2000 kind of just rounded, topped, had a bit of a bottom, and then started rallying again. I think we might be about to see something similar happening on Ethereum, where Ethereum is having... This kind of you can see just how much difference the rev, the resolution is on uh, crypto markets versus traditional markets. I think what we're seeing happen right now is Ethereum's going through this kind of rounded top. It's going to bottom out relatively soon. That's going to continue to the upside, and I think that that's going to be very good for the investor. We can see that Ethereum is holding up right here above four thousand dollars as our support. We've talked about multiple times how that is an important level that Ethereum needs to hold. If you'll remember back to several days ago, a couple of weeks ago actually, we talked about how Ethereum was likely going to break bearish out of this out of this ascending wedge, and that it was going to. pull back down to $4,000, maybe even down to 3700 Well, it pulled down on the candle bodies to $4,000, pulled back down on the candle wicks to $3,700. So technical analysis works. What technical analysis is telling us now is that Ethereum is in a holding pattern, And Ethereum is waiting for Bitcoin to give it the go-ahead to actually start a rally. Ethereum is waiting on the rest of the market. But to be honest with you, Ethereum is also looking like it could be set up to lead the rest of the market. At the moment, we are technically under a strong buy signal that came into play back here on the 30th of November. We have not yet seen the trend catcher turn green, but we have seen Lux Oscillator start to turn green. So if we start to see the rest of this play out, and we see green trend catcher coming in, that would be a confirmed buy signal coming out of Luxalgo on on Ethereum. And if Ethereum is able to lead this market, that would be very, very interesting. And the reason it'd be very interesting is because it means that we would likely see a major altcoin cycle. Tim, let me ask you this. Do you think Ethereum has the power to lead Bitcoin out of this big dip? And if so, what would that look like? I mean,
2: at the moment, it is leading it out of the dip. It is, yeah. Uh, so whether it, you know we want to say it is or isn't, it, it, it is. Um, the... As far as you know, a whole alt cycle, I think an alt cycle will come and it's going to it's gonna be simultaneous with the Bitcoin cycle as well. I just think that there are going to be some altcoins that outperform Bitcoin. And the truth is, that's a sign of, of maturation for Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is getting to a place where it is playing with the bigger dogs and it's not going to be as volatile and it's not going to be as crazy as these other altcoins, which means, uh, guess what? It, you won't lose as much in Bitcoin, but you won't gain as much there either. It's going to become a lot more solid. Whereas Ethereum, I think there's a lot of, of things that are excited about Ethereum. Uh, when people say could Ethereum flip it, one of the reasons why I don't think Ethereum will flip it because I think there's gonna be moments where Ethereum's gonna get really close. But I I think there's a lot of uncertainties and a lot of unknowns with Ethereum. You know we're we're waiting on and have been waiting on before I've even been involved with crypto, Ethereum 2.0, and that just keeps getting pushed back and back and back and back. And the other thing is, you know, we're so used to Ethereum working with, uh, you know, proof of uh, work. work, and now it's moving to proof of stake. What is that transition going to look like? And yeah. people think, oh no, that's going to be a beautiful transition, going to be sweet. No, like I mean, if we if we know anything about crypto is that these transitions are not smooth. They end up being problematic. So I think Ethereum, I think there's gonna be a lot of things happening over the next couple of months uh, and a year or so that make people re- bring that question up. Oh, is Ethereum about to flip Bitcoin? But there's also going to be some things that say, oh, oh, no, no, it's not. Ethereum's got some major issues that I continue to fix. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about Ethereum for the next couple of months because they are still working on a lot of projects. They have a lot of good things underneath them. Uh, There's just some concerns I have over the next year. Not meaning I think Ethereum's going to lose like everything and and become nothing. I think it's going to take a lot for any other project to become number two. Just, I'm looking, if Ethereum ever does flip Bitcoin, I think that's years away, not like months. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. And the thing about Ethereum is that Ethereum, going to Ethereum 2.0, the reason it's such a big deal and why it's taking so long, and by the way, guys, it was always going to take this long. Anyone that told you that it wasn't going to just simply didn't know what they were talking about or they were trying to get you excited for something that wasn't going to come. The reason that it is going to be such a hard switch for Ethereum, but that it's going to be so beneficial, is because what you're doing is you're changing the governance of an entire $500 billion market. That's... So literally what you're doing is you're changing the gov. Think about it like a country. If you have a government or a country that has a $50 billion gross domestic product, like a pretty big country, right? Not a small country, maybe a medium sized country. And you try to change it from a communist system to a capitalist system or from a socialist system to a capitalist or whatever, or a democratic system. If you do that, that it might be a very good thing. Maybe you're moving the country in the right direction, but that's going to be a tumultuous couple of years while you try to get new elections set up and while you try and do all this stuff, it's going to lead to something good, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy to get there and that's what we're going to see happen with Ethereum. is it's going to be a very trying transition but with that said let's go ahead and jump into a couple of super chats then we're going to move on into some on-chain metrics and some news guys hit that like button thank you guys so much we've almost got 900 likes let's see if we
2: can't get to 1500 we very much appreciate all of the support as always just in case anyone was wondering it came back down a second ago but bitcoin is is up to 51.7 so it is on the move up this is is something we will keep an eye on throughout the rest of the show Uh, if there's any massive price action we'll pretty much immediately jump back to it but let's Read some super chats and answer some of the questions. We we had a new uh, Jebi Youngling. This Ooh. one is new. Elliot Locke is now a Jedi Youngling. So welcome so much. Uh, Elliot uh, Locke, that's another person. Let's shout out there later on the uh, trophies. Um, Crit Kratz, or Crit Katz. Sorry, there's no second. Crit Katz. Crit Katz said, what is the difference between layer ones, layer twos, etc.? Glad you're back. and feeling better. Jim. Yeah.
1: Great question. So a layer one solution is a Bitcoin. It's an Ethereum Basically, what a layer one is, is it is a cryptocurrency that has its own blockchain. So Bitcoin is actually two things. It is the Bitcoin, the the coin, but then it's also the Bitcoin decentralized ledger, the the Bitcoin blockchain. Ethereum is the Ethereum coin, and then it's the Ethereum network. Those are actually two different things. You have what's called a native coin or a native token token. And that's what Ethereum and Bitcoin are. A layer two solution is something that is built on top of that platform that plugs into it and sends transactional information through that blockchain, but that doesn't use the coin. So anything that's built on top of Ethereum, for example, a chain link or a polygon or a ma- or anything that's built on top of Ethereum, a lot of these decentralized exchanges are built on top of Ethereum. All of those projects, those are called layer two solutions because they operate on the on the Ethereum blockchain or on maybe the Solana blockchain or another Layer 1 protocol, but they are not actually running their own blockchain. They might be running a mirror blockchain or something like that on top of the blockchain, but the point is it's plugged into the layer beneath it. If that makes sense, tell me in chat. It's a bit like... Uh, we are a layer two solution on top of YouTube's layer one solution. YouTube is the infrastructure and we're building something on that infrastructure. We're plugging into their infrastructure, but we didn't have to go out and build YouTube to build this channel. We just got to plug into the infrastructure that was already there. So that's the difference
2: between layer one and layer two. Here's a good follow-up question for that because I I mean, clearly, if he's asking that, he's going to want to know this as well. A layer one, layer two. So let's say something really positive happens to a layer two price action, right? How does that affect the layer one's price action? Let, let, so say that again So if, if a layer 2 price If a layer two's coin price goes up yeah. What happens to the layer 1 coin Does it just stay still Is it affected positive Is it affected negative Well let's put it this way How Would YouTube be valuable If there were no YouTubers
1: is YouTube valuable because there's a hundred million YouTubers or whatever the number is. YouTube is valuable because of the people that use the infrastructure, the United States interstate highway system is valuable because people use it. So there's not going to be a direct implication on the price. It's not something that you can track, yeah. but there absolutely is an implication on the price because if you take it to an extreme and you say, Oh, YouTube has no YouTubers. Well, then what's the point of the infrastructure? YouTube is no longer a $200 billion subsidiary of alphabet or whatever it's worth. Um, it is worth zero because it's just a bunch of software that nobody uses. So, It's kind of similar to Ethereum. If Ethereum wasn't used for anything, Mm -hmm. it'd be worth nothing. So the Ethereum coin is valuable because the the Ethereum network is being utilized by Layer 2 Solutions. That's a great question, Tim.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, Mitchell Murray said, if we entered a bear market... Oh, okay if we entered a bear market already okay i was misunderstanding what you was saying will there still be an alt season without a bitcoin blow off top so this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit so this earlier. is
1: interesting i think yes and the reason i think yes is something that we were talking about in our planning meeting this morning getting ready for the show i think what we're looking at right now is In the same way that Bitcoin is a decentralized network where you have no one point of failure, you have millions of different nodes, different wallet addresses, different miners. You can't just pick out one miner and the whole network falls apart like you can in a supply chain, as we've seen over the last six months. You you pull out... Uh, microchip manufacturing in Taiwan and the entire automotive market collapses because you don't have enough microchips because it's a very, it's a very fragile system that is not very decentralized. It's not a web, but on the web, on the internet, if you pull out one server, the rest of the internet doesn't care. If you pull out one Bitcoin miner, the rest of the Bitcoin network doesn't care because there's no single point of failure. I think we're going to see something very similar happen in the cryptocurrency market during the next bear market where we're not going to see an 85% drop on Bitcoin and the entire total market capitalization, we're going to see a smaller drop and the reason is, there's not one point of failure anymore. Before, if Bitcoin crashed, the entire market followed because there wasn't a lot of utility in the space outside of Bitcoin. But at this point we've got NFTs, we've got things like Unstoppable Domains, which I've been doing some research on, that is going to give real world applications for things. We've got decentralized finance, we've got lending pools, we've got staking pools, we've got all these different things that people are using in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that is going to continue to drop more adoption around this industry that we're not going to see a massive crash. In my opinion, I think the market is going to be much more resilient because there's no longer one single point of failure. All of that to tie back into the question, is there going to be an altcoin season during the bear market? I think yes, but I don't think it's going to be one cohesive altcoin season like we've seen in past where all of the alts run together. I think we're going to start to see the alts decouple from each other, and ones like, for example, right now, uh, Matic are going to run when they're doing very good things, which, by the way, brief TA on Matic, it is currently breaking an ascending triangle pattern that's been in play for the last six, seven months. So Matic yeah. looks very bullish. If we have time, we'll look at it.
2: Well, here's one of the problems I have with that question, but I'm going to start with Jeb just clarifying what is the definition of a bear market?
1: The definition of a bear market is a prolonged period of decreasing price action and investor interest in the ecosystem.
2: Okay, and is there a number, like a percentage no, in price drop?
1: It is not an objective definition. It's a subjective definition. And that's the
2: problem with it. This is one of the reasons why I think that the bear market is not, we're not in a bear market and we're not close to one yet. I don't think we, I I think there's so much support and such strong levels of, uh, holding mentality very, very low below where we are right now. (laughs) like, like there's, we don't have that much to drop before we hit our pretty much absolute bottom of people who are just they're going to put their feet in concrete and say, we're not moving. Yeah there's almost no, if you look very close, we still have some room we could go down. There is some money that people could sell right now and we could go down. But when you zoom out and you look at the large picture, it's almost like there's nowhere down to go. Yeah. In, in all reality, if we were to drop down to 38, 36, that's not that low from where we are right now in no. all reality. And it's not that, it, it and that's pretty much the bottom. There are so many people holding that, that that's going to stop right there. That's not a significant enough drop for me to call it a bear market. That's just a, A pretty harsh retracement. I think there's almost nowhere to go but up, which is what we're kind of talking about. The longer we kind of stay down, the longer we're going to be able to prolong this bull market and actually catapult up to higher levels than I think we actually even thought were possible. Uh, That being said, even though that was just two questions, those are both really good questions. Let's go ahead and get back into some of our content and we'll come back to other Super Chats later. Good deal.
1: Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into some different on-chain metrics here. I want to look at something called the Advanced NVT Signal. I'll read a direct quote here. Advanced NVT signal looks at price relative to on-chain transactions. It has only been this oversold a few times before, each time resulting in a strong bounce. Take a look here at the Advanced NVT signal right here. Look at all these arrows. Whenever this blue line, hopefully is blue again, colorblind. Whenever it came down to this level, look at what the market did. Back in March of 2020, that was the beginning of the massive bull market. Back here in May of this year, that was the beginning of this big rally. The Advanced NVT signal has pulled back down to the exact same level, giving us an oversold signal telling us that the market is looking for a bottom. This backs up the narrative that I've been telling you guys that I think the bottom is close, although I'm not convinced that it's in yet. I do think that we are right there. Now, we can also look at another one over here. This one is called the Adjusted SOPR. I'm not going to dive into how this is calculated, but I will read the metric to you. You can see that it is a seven-day exponential moving average. And whenever it drops down to this base level of right around one, that's typically the bottom. We saw this happen back here in September of this year, where we saw a big rally. We saw this happen back over here in May and June of this year, where we then saw a big rally. We even saw the market, uh, the SOPR, Adjusted SOPR, pull back to this level back here in May of 2020, and then also September of 2020. And whenever that occurred, we saw a big movement. We've just pulled back down to that same level, and this is another on-chain metric telling us that the market is now overextended to the downside, meaning that we should be looking for buying opportunities. Should you be looking to sell this market? No. No. Guys, remember what we talk about with RSI. You want to get a good deal. You always want to try and get a good deal. If you're getting a good deal for selling, the RSI should be up around 60, 70, 80. If you're trying to get a good deal for buying, the RSI should be down around 20, 30, 40. Very simple. If you want to just throw out everything that we teach you guys, at least remember that. Get a good deal on your buys and sells. Mm-hmm. Are you getting a good deal on your sells right now? No, you missed the boat. If you're trying to sell the market, you should have a month ago. Are you? If you're trying to buy the market, you're getting a good deal right now. Could you get a better deal? Could it go down again? Could it go down to $50,000? Could it go down to $48,000? Could you get a better deal? Absolutely you could. But you don't know that it's going to do that. But what you do know is that the price of Bitcoin right now is $51,659. $51, you do know that you're getting that deal. So don't get so caught up trying to get the perfect deal. Get a good deal and be happy with what you have. Now, with that said, I also want to look over here at Kelly Kellum's Twitter. I need to bring it up really quickly. He's got a pretty interesting, I'm already getting tweets. That's really funny about the colorblind thing. I saw it just a second ago. Go ahead and go to full screen. Let me pull up the planning document so I can grab this link really quickly. Let me grab this real quick. All right, take a look over here at this on my screen got some interesting metrics here this is what 2021 looks like compared to other periods of time here in the market i'm going to zoom through these really quickly and just show you what we're looking at here this is some really really great analysis that uh, kelly retweeted from at crypto valerio tweeted this these are not exactly cup and handle formations but what they basically are are where the market uh, pulls to the downside, has a downtrending level of resistance, and the RSI plays out. You can see this pattern that showed up many, many times has a downtrending level of resistance. The market uh, tests that downtrending level of resistance, has a big correction, breaks through the downtrending level of resistance, and then the RSI retests, and then we move to the upside. If we look at what the market is doing right now on a macro level, we're seeing the exact same thing take place. We're seeing a backtest of the downtrend that we talked about yesterday, and the RSI is doing the exact same thing. What this tells us is that there is a very high possibility and probability that the market is going to go into a big, ups, uh, big uptrend over the next couple of months. Might not happen today, but it's probably going to happen over the next couple of weeks into the next month or so. You can see that of these eight examples, there have been, uh, of these eight examples, Uh, Excuse me, of these nine examples eight of them went bullish and only this one right over here in September of 16 actually went bearish. So this is giving me a very, very good feeling. Now, let's go ahead and move on here to another whale article. Bitcoin whales bought almost $3.5 billion, 67,000 Bitcoin, during the crash to $42,000. What is one of the things we talk about all the time, guys? Follow the smart money. Tim was talking about this earlier. Do you want? What side do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the side of the people that get very easily fearful and they get freaked out and they jump out of trades when they shouldn't? Or do you want to follow these whales that have been working in markets for 30 years, that know what they're doing and they're trading with hundreds of millions of dollars, which, by the way, they earned... Do you want to follow the smart money or do you not want to follow the smart money? It's that simple. The smart money bought that dip. You know what they're doing? They are loading up their bags because the smart money realizes, hey, this thing's going to $100,000. This is the next internet we're talking about here, guys. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is here to stay. $2 trillion is going to be a drop in the bucket compared to where this thing is going. I could see I could see cryptocurrency going to a quarter of a quadrillion dollars. That'd be over 100x in the entire market in the next 20 years. This is revolution what we're talking about here. A small drop like what we saw, $2,000, $10,000, $15,000 doesn't matter we're talking about millions of dollars per bitcoin in the future. That's what we're talking about here guys. We're talking about bitcoin and cryptocurrency being able to solve some of the biggest existential threats that humanity has ever faced, like central governments manipulating your currency so that you can't even save for the future. That's what we're that's what that's the problem we're solving here guys. That is a problem that every single human being on planet earth benefits from a solution to. And when you solve a problem that every human being alive benefits from, that's a trillion dollar project. That's a 100 trillion dollar project. And that's Bitcoin and that's why you should buy it. Got a little heated there, but I just love Bitcoin, guys. It's the way it is. Now, also want to look over here at Will Clemente's Twitter really quickly. Go to full screen so I can pull this up, Smay and I will go ahead and grab this article. Something really interesting Will Clemente tweeted. By the way, guys, make sure to go follow him on Twitter as well. You can see right here, he says, I think we need to get rid of the binary concept of traditional bull markets, bear markets. Too too many people trying to project the past onto the future instead of imagining what the future looks like. I actually interviewed Dan from Crypto Capital Venture yesterday. That will be going out on Saturday, so make sure you subscribe for that. And I asked him a very similar question to what Will Clemente is talking about here. I asked him, what is the uh, what is the uh, market structure going to look like over the next 10, 20 years? Are we going to see these massive blow-off tops followed by 85% drops? Or are we going to see periods where the market will trade sideways for five years and then go into a big rally like we see in the stock market? Are we going to see big 20% drops that only last three months, and the market recovers? What's the market structure going to look like? And to get Dan's perspective on that, you're going to have to wait until that interview on Saturday. But as far as I'm concerned... I think that we are going to see a very different market structure moving into the next 10 years than we've seen in the last 10 years. And Tim, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. How do you think the market structure is going to play out in these next 10 years? Are we going to continue to see, uh, you know... Thousand percent rallies followed by eighty dump, uh, percent dumps, or are we going to start to see more gradual movement where we're not seeing a thousand percent a year, but maybe we're seeing a hundred percent a year, fifty percent a year? What's that going to look are you like?
2: You talking about Bitcoin, or are you talking about for the entire crypto markets in general? I think the crypto market can still do it. I think that that altcoins can still rally even more than a thousand in a bull run, and then you know crash hard. Uh, Bitcoin is the one that I think. You know, I think we're gonna scale back. I, I think that Bitcoin's gonna start having some like bull runs that it, it goes up by like five hundred percent, and then it comes down. You know, and then it's gonna you know slowly three hundred, then two hundred, then one hundred, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to a place where Bitcoin. I, I tweeted this yesterday, uh, it, for everyone who's scared and is wondering, you know, oh that crash last week, oh did I lose money. Go look at your wallet. You had the same amount of Bitcoin. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, you, you you need to get to a place where you start thinking about man, how much bit. Do I own how many Mm -hmm. Satoshis do I hold not how much cash because there will come a point where we won't even be talking about the price of Bitcoin because when we talk about the price of Bitcoin that is and that's what we do every day we're pretty much saying the dollar is king. How can Bitcoin serve it? And so that puts us in this mindset of like, okay, Bitcoin has to serve the dollar. There will come a day where it's like, we're not talking about what is the price of one Bitcoin? We're talking about what is the price of one anything against Satoshis? How many Satoshis is this worth? So- when we say Bitcoin can get to be 10 million this, it doesn't matter because what it's going to be is Bitcoin's going to be so valuable that we will eliminate using the term how much is it against fiat currency, and we're going to compare everything else to it absolutely uh, so with that being said it's, it it will come to a place where forget a thousand x, Bitcoin is becoming more valuable and it's the most valuable thing here on this planet, yeah.
1: That's absolutely guys. Drop a one in chat. If you, this is an idea that just came to me, we'll have to talk about it with the team, but drop a one in chat. If you'd like to see like little one to two minute clips of this stream, because what Tim just said, I would love for us to clip that out and upload it as a video because that was fantastic. Like, can we drop a one in chat? If you guys would like to see clips like that, With that said guys,
2: let's go ahead and move into reading some super chats. Okay, we got a couple more here. Let me start with a couple that are a little more relevant to what we're talking about. Alex Fisher said, thoughts about the Indian news and its crypto bill right now. The bill rules are kind of bad. India becoming the next China. Hashtag uh, Matic to the moon.
1: So the issue with the India news is that India really can't make up its mind what it thinks about Bitcoin. And know. that's one of the reasons we haven't talked about it too much is because... You know, the, you, you report one thing and then they go and change it. It's like, I don't know what's going on in India because they don't know what's going on in India. So I can't tell you what I think about the news over in India because, frankly, it's very hard to follow. You, you don't really know what's going on in India. The, I look at India as a massive opportunity but for Bitcoin. But for right now, I don't think it is a – I don't think it's very relevant to the price, to be honest with you, because we just don't have a lot of clarity out of what's going on over there.
2: Hmm. Uh, We Another one from JB saying, Hey, Jeb, I got Lux through you. My four hour doesn't doesn't show a buy signal on Bitcoin. Uh, Not trend line. What am I doing wrong?
1: Yeah, so go ahead and jump on my screen and I will show you how to make sure everything's set up the way that I set it up. Now, of course, the way I set it up is not the only way to set it up, but I will show you what I do. Now, go ahead and turn on your Lux Algo Premium. Make sure that it's on the most recent setting. You can close it out and bring it back up. Go in here to settings, go to inputs. You're going to want to make sure signals mode is on confirmation plus exits, not just confirmations. Those little Xs are going to show up because of that. I leave signal sensitivity on 12 and 26. These two numbers, confirmation signals agility down here at the bottom and this one at the top, signal sensitivity at 12. Those are the defaults. I personally leave them there. What you can do is you can turn on autopilot and it will change these numbers dynamically based on algorithms that Luxalgo has in the background. And there's actually a lot of information over on their Discord where they're constantly updating and saying, hey, these are the optimal settings. These are the optimal settings. These are the optimal settings. I've done a lot of work with Luxalgo at this point. I found the the, the default So 12 and 26 are the best. But if you change this to like 100, it's going to change where all these buy and sell signals are. Uh, knock on wood. Yeah, there we go. See, it's going to change it. So I personally leave it at 12 at 26. But if you don't have it on 12 and 26, you're going to see something different. Now, as far as the rest of the algo package, you can see over here in Lux algo premium, I have EQ cloud up, which is this guy in the middle. I just pointed there with my finger as if you could see that it is this guy right here in the middle. It's almost like you guys are in the room with me. I love it. It's like I'm teaching people. But uh, you can also see this reversal zone right here uh, is this. And then you can see the trend catcher. The line here in the middle is right there. So there you go a little rundown of how I set everything up full screen is there a video anywhere
2: that we have for people to be able to see that
1: we have a video in uh I believe we talk about it in ct2a but to be honest with you guys the best place to go and learn all of that is on Luxalgo's website themselves they have an entire they have pages and pages and pages of tutorials so everything I just showed you can learn more in depth at luxalgo.com Those are we, we going to shoot any
2: videos in the future to yes, teach yes absolutely all stuff? we are perfect perfect all right let's keep going we definitely super, are some more super chats uh, here's someone just uh, people wanted to ask some questions uh, crypto Swain said hey guys love the show thank you so much for everything you guys do anyways just curious do you have thoughts about Edward Snowden's comments on NFTs at the blockchain conference I a few days saw
1: ago? that I haven't seen that yet did you see what he said T. Mm-hmm. did you see what he said I heard about that and I haven't looked at it yet I got busy I, yesterday
2: I know from I, I didn't hear what he said there I know from other things that Edward Snowden has been a big fan of that but he's been using Bitcoin for a long time
1: he bought the Servers think, that he used yeah. for what he did with Bitcoin. He maybe, talked about maybe, that a couple maybe of maybe
2: weeks ago. Maybe I was even talking about that. Yeah, no, he
1: talked about that a couple of weeks ago. People were asking his thoughts on Bitcoin. He's like, guys, I was in Bitcoin probably before you were. Yeah. And, uh, so,
2: yeah, uh, uh, we had another one from AMGEV, because I'm not quite sure what that would be, AMGEV, but I don't think that's what it's going for. <laughs> Thoughts on Crow, is it a good buy right now?
1: So the the thing about Crow is Crow, you have to hold Crow for, I think it's six months to get the different car, cards that Crypto.com uses. So Crypto.com is a very successful company, and they've set up their company in a way that if you, make, if you want to use their cards, which by the way, one of their cards is like 8% cash back, it's ridiculous. But to do that, you got to hold $400,000 worth of crow for six months. So I think that if I don't know if Crow's a good buy right now, but I it does have it does have tokenomics backing it up that are that is going to lead to its appreciation in price. It's kind of like Binance coin. The reason Binance coin is number three is not because of its smart contracts, it's not because of the functionality. It's because Binance coin is used on Binance and the company Binance gives you rewards for holding it. That's why Binance coin is worth a hundred billion dollars and crypto.com is doing something similar. I think there are a lot of gains to be made in uh, crypto.com, Crow, as far as the actual TA. I haven't looked at the TA on it uh, since I got sick, but I think that it is probably a good hold for the long run, just because of the company. But you need to pay close attention to the company, not just the project.
2: We can we can do some crow tomorrow, okay? Because Jeb's going to be out tomorrow. I am, so I will be hosting the show, and I think T Shroom will be sitting in this desk. He will, uh, and then Smee will be at his unless he. Uh, uh, we had a, a little tiff earlier, so he he's thinking he doesn't want to come anymore. Oh my gosh! Oh so, yeah. Anyway, Liam said. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do a laugh track? Okay, Liam said, I learned so much from watching, y'all. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Liam. Uh, Nick Brewster said, can you talk about Olympus Dow? Dow,
1: yeah, Olympus Dow. I haven't looked into it enough to want to give you any thoughts on that, so I'm not going to on that.
2: Crypto Man 5000 said, coffee on me. Any thoughts on Solana? Are we headed back to the 240s? Yeah, so Solana, we can look at that really quickly. Solana is currently sitting
1: at 200 bucks. I think that it's definitely going to go back up to its new all-time high, and the reason is is because Solana is is the the creators of Solana say they're not but they are competing with Ethereum um it, Solana is a project that has a whole lot of functionality. It's a very fast project. It's got a lot of great. It's got a lower level development language so that you're able to develop it uh, with more power than you would on Ethereum, which makes it harder. But of course, if you're developing a ten billion dollar layer two stable layer two project, then you're probably not going to care too much that it's difficult coding language. You just want that functionality. I think Solana is a good project, and I do think it will go back to those all time highs. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Darko Kissic. Uh, said largest retailer in Croatia started accepting Bitcoin for payments. Thank you guys for being here. Interesting, interesting. Um, Thank you for being here. Yeah, we have to look more into that. Carlos C said, "What do you think of Polkadot? And do you know of any events coming up for
0: Polkadot?"
1: I haven't been following the development cycle on Polkadot recently. Smay, have you been looking at it? I know you're a big (coughs) Dot fan.
0: Um, No, I haven't. I haven't been keeping up with it much.
1: I just got an article here about the Edward Snowden quote. Edward Snowden said, I think the community should very much be trying to bend the arc of development away from injecting artificial unnecessary scarcity entirely for the benefit of some investor class. So it sounds like what he's saying in a short, and I'm reading this live, so I have to look at more of this, is basically use NFTs for things that NFT infrastructure is actually designed to be used for. Don't just try and use NFTs to make artificial scarcity because you're going to create a bubble. And I agree with him if that's what he's making, if that's Mm. the point that he's making.
2: Gotcha. Uh, we have one more that I see at least uh, from he's one of our members, a Jedi Knight, the Bitcoinologist. Yeah, said uh, if Bitcoin is priced with on-chain data, yet now we have huge corporations buying uh, OTC on an on-chain. Uh, how does Bitcoin get a fair, accurate price pricing cha- uh, range? I think it's well underpriced. What are your thoughts?
1: I think it's underpriced too. But the thing you have to keep in mind with those whales that are buying OTC, yes, they're not having a direct implication on the market, but they have the power to do so. And when they want to move the market, they're going to. And these whales that are buying Bitcoin are not buying Bitcoin with the hopes it goes down. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people forget about that with manipulation. They always talk about, oh, the whales sold, the whales are manipulating, the whales are trying to crash the market. You know, the whales are at the same time, just as often, if not more often, trying to pump the market. So as much as we hate on the whales... The whales actually are trying to push the market to the upside as well. So yes, OTC uh, purchasing does not directly impact the price action of Bitcoin. But at the same time, those same people that are buying Bitcoin OTC who want the price to go up, and they have the power to make the price go up. So they
2: are going to make the price go up. You know what strategy the whales use? <laughs> they have their pot over here that they do not touch, and they have pot over here that they play with you, and they oh. buy and sell and buy and sell. It's almost as if they have a HODL portfolio and a trading portfolio, and they don't mix them. Uh, an idea, a thought, you know, if anyone wanted to try that out.
1: Another quote we got here from Edward Snowden on the, on the subject of NFTs. He said, the innovation that will allow every industry on the planet to evolve into utilizing the blockchain. I completely agree with that. That's a great way of saying that. And the point I think he's trying to make there is that NFTs are the gateway for using, um, for inject, for allowing blockchain to be used for things that are not specifically built on a blockchain. So the re- I, I explained it like this on Around the Blockchain the other day, a couple of weeks ago. And they actually clipped it and put it on their Instagram, so check out the BitBoy Crypto Instagram, you'll see it. Um, The fact of the matter is, is that NFTs allow for fractional ownership of a decentralized, scarce network. What does that mean? It means that instead of having only Bitcoin is able to take advantage of the Bitcoin network's scarcity and decentralized nature. With an NFT, you're able to take out a fractional ownership of that scarcity and you're able to sub it into whatever you want. Like, for some reason, I have a screwdriver on my desk that one of our employees left here, one of our staff left here. If I want this thing to be on the blockchain, I don't have to build a whole blockchain for it, right? I can just, poof turn it into an NFT and then it has the same properties of blockchain with decentralization, with uh, limited supply, with scarcity, but it's online. That didn't exist before. You know this whole thing about pirate. Py- movies and everything that's going to be impossible with nfts just so you know it, it's not going to work the same way as it did before um so there's a lot of great benefits that nfts are going to bring i'm really excited for them
2: all right let's let's get through the rest of these because i do think uh do we have anything else on the show no or, we're just wrapping up we, we have now. uh we have super chats and then we have our price predictions uh so while we are doing this Sme and uh, t Shroom, make sure you guys are texting me your get your things because I have mine already so we'll let Jeb shoot it live as he's on air yes, sir. Uh, Drake Garcia said have you guys thought about having discussion the future price of Ethereum and Bitcoin based on total crypto market cap and Bitcoin dominance based on moving average model there's a lot there.
1: Not based on a moving average model, but yes, I've looked at the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum based on their dominance in total market capitalization. Yeah, I have done mm-hmm. that. I have done that, and it, it, it the reason I haven't talked about it is because it doesn't end up showing much different than what you see from the traditional, econo- uh, the traditional technical analysis that we do, at least not that I've seen.
2: Um, Abdullah Safar said, do you think it's a good idea to sell some of your Bitcoin and Ethereum and invest into alts like XRP, Bitcoin, cash, etc.?
1: If you're in profit, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's something that is very much portfolio specific, so don't take me saying that and say, oh, okay, well Jeb said to do it. Well I don't know your situation. I have no idea if it's a good idea for you to do so. If you've got ten bucks in crypto, then you probably don't want to try and spread your coin you spread out over a hundred coins and have ten cents in each. You probably want to focus on one but I think it is, in general, not a bad idea to take profits from one and put it into the other, but try not to jump between moving trains, as Kelly says. He's uh, one of our researchers, and uh, try and make sure you're being responsible. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: let's see here. Last one I see from Capture the Moment. Thoughts on Kadena. Are you investing in Kadena? Oh,
1: gosh, we're going to do, we're gonna have to do a video on Kadena because everybody's asking about it. People have asked a lot a lot. Stay yeah. tuned. We'll do something on
2: Kadena in the future, more than likely. No promises, but maybe. <laughs> All right. I have one. I have the prediction in from Smey. Okay. Uh, T. Shroom, do you have yours? Explain to everybody, because it's been like three weeks since we've done a Yeah, It's been a minute. <laughs> can okay, you explain? So I've almost never seen anyone get this perfectly, but we compete, the four of us, Jeb, Smey, me, and T. Shroom, we compete to see who can be the closest at calling the price of Bitcoin Friday at 930, and the winner gets to hold the Huddle the trophy that is in Jeb's hand.
1: Which right I've now. been holding for
2: three of the last four Yes. So uh, we are going to predict it. Do not use this as trading information. Uh, Do not be like if people are like, oh, man, they're way off. Okay, it's really hard to pinpoint what it's going to look like exactly at 930 on Fridays. Uh, But uh, I'm waiting on right now. I'm waiting on T-Shroom's prediction. I'm going to tell you mine. He texted to me. He just texted me Bitcoin. Oh, there we go. All right, there, Here's his. All right. Uh, all right, the predictions are in. So, Jeb, without further ado, 54,000. 54,000. Wow. Yep. I don't like my prediction much anymore. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say mine, and then I'll I, we'll do the other ones. So Jeb says fifty-four thousand. My prediction is fifty-three thousand five hundred, and I think it's because we're probably thinking similar things. Fifty-two that's five, why we're so you close. said fifty-three five. Fifty-three five, 53, five. gotcha. Uh, oh wow, Smay. S- S- originally said 53,000, but he did text me a clarification. He said 53 actually scratched at 58. So Smay is the huh. top dog. Smay is hoping okay. for a massive rally. Uh, T-Shroom is the this is the bear in the room, saying 50,000 even. Mm. So uh, let us know in chat what you guys think. Also, if you're not watching this live, and even if you are watching it live, go to the comment section, Put the price that you think it'll be. If yeah. anyone is within like a hundred dollars, I'll go find it. And Break Friday it. we will shout them out. Yep. Uh, and we'll, we'll start maybe I thing like let you guys play with us. Who's going to yeah. be the closest to that game? Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, guys. Tell us in chat uh, dollar sign and then well, your and, prediction for Bitcoin. And don't do it like don't do it in chat. Go to the comment section. I'll oh, do it in comments. Do okay. the comment section because I'm not going to go back through chat to look at who predicted. You can chat.
0: go in the comment section, or if you want, you can tweet at us. That's yeah, true. Can tweet Either at, one.
1: Tweet at uh, uh, ta Tim Crypto Tim. What's your What's your Twitter? see.
2: Yeah. The crypto underscore beard. The crypto underscore beard. There the you go. Beard
1: was the I knew somebody oh. was going to say 69, 420. I knew that was going to happen. It's a great. Well, yeah. guys, we got a great show. Uh, we had a great time with you. We've still got some super chats. Some came in. We got to read oh, those.
2: Oh, do we? Okay, so yeah, let's we gotta see read those. here. Kelly said
1: 56, 5. Interesting.
2: Uh, crypto Alchemist, who is a Jedi Knight, said, friendly reminder to all, don't overbuy into crypto. Make sure you have funds to, to live. Had to sell some positions for bills. Side note, how's T-Shroom feeling on? exchange?
0: Exchange, exchange
1: is still down. T-Shroom, do you have any thoughts on it?
0: I'm reading the tweets
1: better. It's the E Gold it, it right it, It's now. the E Gold Exchange and he's a big fan of E Gold, so yeah. uh, it, it it
0: looks like it's gonna be at least another twenty four hours.
2: Looks like it's going to be at least another 24 hours before it's up is what he said. Okay. Uh, we have Vinny Fry said, what are your thoughts on urine Finance potential price during next alt season? I haven't looked at Yearn Finance, I mean, so I couldn't yeah, tell you. I know. You know, I, there was an interesting chat earlier uh, that I thought was kind of funny. It, we're not really close enough for it, but we could make it that way. Someone's like, I got surprised when I looked at how close you guys were sitting to each other in the room. Yeah. I'm very sad that you guys don't high five each other more on screen. Uh, Jeb is really far. I don't know I'm if like, anyone. I'm like eight feet S- away. Smay and I could get. S-
1: man, and you could actually high five. Yeah. Yeah, they high five a, there and you and go The room
0: can come up uh but no Hold what on I, maybe maybe I can give a wide shot here hold on let me attempt something here so there's it? Tim, and then all the way across the room is then there. Yeah, Jeb's a little far for i five. Uh, and then T Shroom can come up anytime he wants. T Shroom so, has a you know, table T-Shroom now. It's home. been months
2: in the making. Yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that was like, that was like the when are we gonna get Smeg a mic thing? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. I forgot I about that. My gosh, poor Mike. Poor Michaelist Smeg. This shot is so interesting with you doing everything. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. That's really funny. Well, guys, we had a great show. We are going to be coming back to you tomorrow live. Tim will be hosting that show, and then I'll be back on uh, Thursday. We got a great show lined up for you. Thursday, guys. We got some really cool stuff coming. We got a special guest that's gonna be here in office and studio. Can't wait for that. Guys, it has been a pleasure. We got more content coming out over the day so make sure that you stay tuned. We got more uploads coming. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We're one of the fastest growing cryptocurrency technical analysis channels and we want to help you become financially free so that you can live a purpose-driven life. We come at you every single day hoping to bring you content with integrity and humility because we value those as core values and we care about you. We want you to be successful. I believe in you. If you're scared about this market, feel free to tweet at us. We'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Before I go, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video.
0: Peace. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 930 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MACD Media.